0: continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by my bookie. It's not every day you can double your money, but with MyBookie, you double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users. With MyBookie's double deposit bonus, when you sign up at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code SPORTSDRINK, you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. The Patriots are taking on the Bills this Monday night as they continue their quest to reclaim the AFC East title. Buffalo has looked like a legit Super Bowl contender. However, look for them to cover the spread. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using the promo code SportsDrink at MyBookie. That's promo code SportsDrink to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. What's up, guys? Lucky number week thirteen, right? The Bears return home after a mini buy, uh, after a after squeaking out a victory against the uh, winless Lions, who actually messed around and won their first game today. Uh, a walk off TD against the Vikings. I got to see the last play of the game live. It was pretty interesting. Uh, but we barely squeak out a victory against the Lions on Thanksgiving, scoring a whopping sixteen points. Uh, against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And, uh, you know, we return home to take on the number one seed. So we go from one extreme to the other. Literally the worst team in the conference to literally the best team uh, in the conference uh, at home. Rainy, cold conditions in Soldier Field would seem to have an advantage for the home team against a uh, desert-bound dome team uh, with an outdoor, rainy, cold December game, you'd think that, uh, you know, not so much that it would uh, make it easy for the Bears, but that it would maybe, you know, even the field out uh, a little bit. Slippery, wet conditions. We know the turf. They don't kind of thing. Nah, no. And uh, that difference reared its ugly head very, very early on as the Bears ignored number key to the game number one in uh, stop beating ourselves by immediately turning the ball over twice, which the Arizona Cardinals started with the football at the 28 and 15 yard line on those two interceptions, turned them both into touchdowns, which is, like I was saying, that's why you can't beat yourself because superior teams make the inferior teams pay for their mistakes. And that's exactly what happened in the first quarter of the game before anybody had a chance to... uh, you know, for their seat to get warm, the Cardinals are up fourteen to nothing, and they were off to the races uh, after that. So, yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, get this one cranked out. This is the Week Thirteen, Bear Up, Bear Down episode of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. Hey, look at t- Don't get comfy, guys. This one won't take long because I want to save most of what I want to talk about for the review episode for the deep dive uh, tomorrow. So um, we'll just go ahead and uh, start uh, cranking out because it's just, it was one of those games I made a joke during the deep dive preview that, um, you know, would there be anybody worth praising in this football game? expecting the impending disaster of a good team coming to town, getting two of their best players back, if not their two best, very best players in Hopkins and Murray. And, and, you know, they'd been teasing it all week long, but it was leaning that way that, uh, you know, Murray and Hopkins were going to play in this game and, uh, and what have you that, um, with all the people that were on the injured list and not likely to play. And, and aside from Roquan Smith, none of them did, no Akeem Hicks, no Allen Robinson. Um, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. There's just too many to... So, I mean, we're shorthanded. We're not playing well on top of that. It just wasn't looking good. It just looked like the Cardinals were going to come in and steamroll us. And the only thing that I think honestly kept it as close as it ended up being was the weather. It was the weather because the, the Cardinals weren't able to sling the football around uh, like they probably would have. You know, Kyler Murray only threw for 123 yards uh, on Sunday. 123, 11 for 15 for 123 yards. And it was one of those weird games where the Bears won absolutely everywhere except for two places. Number one, we lost the turnover battle four to nothing, period. That'll lose you a football game every single time. And number two, the result of those four turnovers was twenty-three points for the Cardinals. They scored ten on their own, where they just had drives where they just got the ball back from us via punt or or what have you, you know. And that was the difference. Was it was the scoreboard It was the turnover battle. The Bears won literally everywhere else. We had almost double the amount of first downs. We had nine and a half minutes more time of possession. We had more yards on offense. Uh, you know, more passing yards, more rushing yards. Uh, and everything like that. We won the game absolutely everywhere, except for the two places that tend to to bear the outcome more than any other, the turnover battle and the scoreboard. That's where the Cardinals won, and that's why they won right there. was the turnovers. because it's the funny thing is, you go back and you watch this game and it's hard to really say that the Bears played poorly because those those turnovers, I mean, not only did the did the Cardinals get turnovers, they started with the football deep in our territory every single time. Their worst starting position of the four turnovers was twice they started at our 28-yard line. So uh, And the other two, one was the 15, the other yard line, the other one was the 12. So there was only so much the defense could do. Yes, we it would have been nice if they'd have held them to field goals instead of touchdowns, But when you're already heels to the goal line, you know how much do we really expect? for this shorthanded injured, you know, defense to be able to hold off one of the better offenses in football that is loaded with weapons and got its best two weapons back for this game. So, you know, as much as you hate the defense for giving up 33 points, most, if not all of that, well, most of it, almost all of it, falls on the offense, the majority of it. 23 points generated off those four uh, turnovers, there's only so much you can ask the defense to do uh in, in that kind of situation. Hold the field goals. And even if they did that, mathematically we're looking at a tie ball game, twenty-two to twenty-two. But uh, you know, that it's yeah. If 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 that was the case, like God forbid the Bears defense holds and we force field goals on all four of those drives, which we did three out of four. We gave up touchdowns. Um the last touchdown that the Bears scored doesn't happen because the, the the Cardinals were playing prevent. That's why we were able to march right down the field and in like six plays we scored uh, a touchdown to you know and a two point conversion to make it from thirty three to fourteen to thirty three to twenty two. They were playing prevent. They kept everything in front of them. We. you got a garbage time touchdown with like 245 to go in the game. We don't score that touchdown if it's 22 to 14 uh instead of 33 to 14. Let's let's be honest. We don't or we or at the very least we don't march down the field the same way. You know, where the Cardinals are giving up 15 yards a pass or something like that. It, it doesn't happen that way. So anyway, like I said, it, it, it's a weird game to, uh, to evaluate because those turnovers skew everything. And, then, and not only the turnovers, but the circumstances in which Arizona found themselves in after the turnovers. They were in scoring position right off the bat every single time. So uh, it's not like they you know got an interception and were tackled immediately and then had to march 80 yards to score a touchdown or anything like that. They were in our backyard uh, every single time. Uh, they had the football, so it's just uh, it, its a hard game to evaluate because if you go back and you actually watch the game, the offense was moving well. We were doing this no-huddle, quick-tempo thing that really had the, the Cardinals on their heels a lot uh, in the football game. We saw many times where they were kind of scrambling around trying to figure out who's got who and covering and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. David Montgomery was an absolute beast uh, in this game. Uh, in the end, it was just the turnovers that killed us. It was the turnovers that that really did it, and it, it played such a huge factor in it that the Bears were able to basically statistically dominate the game and still lost by 11 points. So, I mean, that's how that's how much the turnovers affected the outcome of this ballgame. So, let's go ahead and dive in uh, to the awards here. Let's start with our Bear Downs. I mean, number one, you got to go bear down to Darno, or excuse me. Well, yeah, Darno Mooney. Why the hell not? Another catch the ball, Darnell. Honestly, man, this has happened, this has become an epidemic with him this year. Uh, I mean, it's it's one thing to 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 not be able to bring down balls that are out of reach or you know something like that, but it has happened several times this year where a ball has gone through his hands, like he should have caught it. It just period catch. The ball, it's not one of those where it's just one of those flippant, ah, he touched it, so he's got to catch it thing. No, this is you are dropping absolutely perfectly thrown catchable balls, and, and one of which almost resulted in Andy Dalton's fifth interception. I think it would have been number three or number four at the time, but it was, you know, he had to reach up and get it, but it, it hit him in the hands. He didn't have to try to reach up and he only got a finger on it he got both hands on the ball it went right through his hands and into the arms of the defender who couldn't come down with it I think it would have been number four on the day if he had three or four one of the two but uh that's happening too much it's happened too much this year and I don't want to hear a damn thing about the the rain or anything like that you know take the gloves off whatever you know keep your hands dry something you know, I don't want to hear any of these excuses. You're a professional. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to be, you know, a, a dick in the way of like, hey, the, the ball was in, was, was, was in a catchable area. You have to make that catch kind of thing. I've been guilty of doing that before. But here, it's like you had to jump up and get the ball. That's part of your job. And the ball hits you in both of the hands and went right through your hands and almost got intercepted. So that's unacceptable, and that's happened too many times this year. It happened in the Buccaneers game, and you dropped other key, like third down catches and stuff like that. It's just happening too much, Um, not to mention, you know, you had like 23 yards receiving today. Uh, Bear down to Cole Komet was guilty of giving up one of those interceptions. If Cole Komet makes the catch, the Bears are first and goal inside the 10 Yard line. instead he can't hang on to the ball as he's falling down and him falling down projects the ball up into the air to be picked off by one of an one of the Arizona Cardinal defenders he takes that back to the 15 yard line so what should have been first and goal inside the 10 for the Bears which would have allowed us to tie the football game I'm sure um ended up being 1st and 10 at the 15-yard line for the Cardinals, who a couple of plays later, uh, Murray runs it in to make it 14 to nothing. So it was a literal 14-point swing uh, on that play. I, I, I'm, I'm confident the Bears would have been able to score, especially with the way Montgomery was running the football uh, and everything in the football game. We probably would have scored to tie the game at 7-7, and we've got a completely different ballgame on our hands. Instead, the interception, he takes it all the way back to the 15, and a couple of plays later, the Cardinals are up 14 to nothing, and now we're really digging ourselves out of a hole. So, bear down Cole Komet. And that play, and and then one other, you, it was like third and nine or something like that. Dalton hits a wide open Cole Komet. It's him, he's got one defender to beat to get the first down, and he couldn't do it. He didn't get past the guy. He didn't lower his shoulder and run the guy over. He tried to run around him, which is not what you'd expect from someone who's 6'5 and 240 pounds going up against a uh, you know, 5'10, 180-pound DB. You run him over, you know, or give him a nice little stiff arm and you get the first down. Instead, you let him drag you down. We ended up punt the ball away. So that's not the effort that we want to see out of our tight end um, or at least not the one that we're supposed to be depending on like we're depending on you. So... Yeah. Uh, Bear down Jalen Johnson, who overall had a fairly good game. But there was a moment in the football game. I want to say it was in the third quarter. I don't remember if it was Murray's first or second touchdown run because he had two. But there was a Murray was going for the corner. I think it was his second touchdown run. He was going for the corner of the end zone. That's what he was going for. Jalen Johnson at the last moment is on a collision course with uh, Kyler Murray. Pulls up at the last second, and Murray runs into the touch in the end zone, untouched. Essentially, if he'd have kept up the full effort, he could have made some attempt at a tackle. Who knows? With the weather, maybe he could have jarred the ball loose, and he doesn't score. We'll never know because Jalen Johnson made what they like to call a business decision. And didn't run in and I'm not talking about I wanted to see him tear Kyler Murray's head off or anything like that. I wanted to see I want to see him make an effort to prevent the touchdown. You know, even if you don't do it. Show us that you care, man. Put a shoulder into him, take him down, you know, something. Go for his legs. I don't give a damn. But don't pull up and do nothing. What the hell is that? Good God, man. Just you know for as well as he's been playing he's the only thing in the secondary worth talking about that doesn't make you want to vomit in 30 seconds you know he's the only person that that's played up to expectation uh this year you know with this being his first year as cb1 with with Kyle Fuller now gone and and all that kind of stuff he's the best cornerback that we have by a country mile thanks to you know the the other remnants that we have uh in the secondary and the poor play from Eddie Jackson and to Sean Gibson, he's the only thing in the secondary worth talking about right now. And instead, it's uh, he has the he has that moment that kind of just you, you almost forget that he actually did play fairly well against uh, against Hopkins. Hopkins only had two catches in the game. One of them was a touchdown, but that's going to happen against DeAndre Hopkins. It was a great throw and a great catch. Only so much you can do uh, on that one. It's not like he was beaten. You know, beaten by 10 yards or anything on the play. He was there. Murray just put it in the spot. Only Hopkins can get it. And that was the first touchdown of the game. So, you know, otherwise, Hopkins only caught one other ball the whole, all the whole uh, football game. He had like two catches for like 34 yards or something like that. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't the dominant, you know, 10 catch, 115 yard kind of performance that uh, Hopkins can hurt literally anybody with. You know, two catches, 34 yards, and a touchdown, like on, you know, the fifth play of the game or something like that. It's not really anything that you want to harp on Jalen Johnson for. He's got the toughest assignment out there. But on that play, that was the last thing any Bear fan, especially, dude, and that's what, what folds into this last Bear down, which is Bear down Matt Nagy. Your team's phoning it in, man. Your team is phoning it in. They know changes are coming and they're not going to sell out for you anymore. Jalen Johnson being the prime example of the, uh, of that. You know, if, if, if your players were truly playing for you, if they were giving an all out effort, Jalen Johnson would have hit Kyler Murray. He would have made some kind of attempt at a tackle. You know, he would have had it in his head, like, Hey, With these rainy conditions, Murray's already fumbled the ball twice. He got them both back, but he's fumbled the ball twice already. Maybe in these conditions, when he's carrying the ball in one hand, maybe I can knock it loose. We can get the ball back kind of thing. Instead, it was, ah, he's going to score. We'll just, you know, I'm not going to hit him. I mean, and and honestly, I don't believe for a second it had anything to do with uh, him not wanting to get penalized. I honestly don't. I don't think that's what his thought was. I think his thought was, hey, he's going to score. So, you know, he beat us. I I just think that he gave up on the play. I don't think Jalen Johnson is a quitter or anything like that. I'm not accusing him uh, of that. But I I am damn sure accusing him of making a quote-unquote business decision on that play when he should have put a shoulder into Kyler Murray. He had a clean shot to do so. And in this NFL, you don't get too many shots at those. You don't get a clean shot at the quarterback like that. And you got to take it every time you do. And if the team hadn't, you know, if the team hadn't, it wasn't phoning it in right now, Jalen Johnson puts that hit on Kyler Murray. So I'm not saying I wanted to see him declete Murray or knock his head off or anything like that. That's not where I'm coming from with that. I wanted to see an effort, and Jalen Johnson pulled up. And that is inexcusable. And the main reason for it is the head coach. They've heard it all before. They're not playing for you anymore, dude. They're really not. So they, they've, they've, heard th- they've heard it a thousand times. They're looking at the schedule. They see four wins and two of them are against the football team that didn't win its first game until today. So, yeah. Bear down to you, man. Your team's done with you. So, Anyway, let's go ahead and uh, that's it with the bear downs. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come up with the bear ups and our most valuable bear. <laughs> this episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by my bookie. It's not every day you can double your money, but with MyBookie, you double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users. With MyBookie's double deposit bonus, when you sign up at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code SPORTSDRINK, you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. The Patriots are taking on the Bills this Monday night as they continue their quest to reclaim the AFC East title. Buffalo has looked like a legit Super Bowl contender. However, look for them to cover the spread. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using the promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. This episode is also brought to you by Symbol. Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD, as in sports drink, to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Simba will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by the Spotify Green Room, Guys, the Spotify Green Room is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Get in on the conversation that you listen to here every single day and have a chance to be featured on your favorite podcast like this one. Download the Spotify Room app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join my group. Follow me at LarryDEE. Uh, I don't know why they didn't let me use D period, but they didn't. So follow me at LarryDEE to be notified when my room goes live every Wednesday, 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, and join me when we go live every Wednesday night at Club 34-7. <laughs> I only really have two bear-ups for this week. The first one is bear-up to Roquan Smith. This is a guy that hasn't given up on the season yet. God bless him. I don't know if it's because he wants to get paid during this offseason, which he most likely will. This is year number four for him. I'm sure the Bears have picked up his option for year five, but he wants to get some, uh, um, what's his name, in uh, Indianapolis. Damn it. His name is – he wants Fred Warner money. Fred Warner is making 18, 19 mil a season. Um, Darius something in uh, in, in Indianapolis is only coming back to me in pieces. Uh, and I can hear you all screaming right now. It's just not coming through. But, uh, you know, he wants that 20 mil a year. Uh, And uh, he's playing like he's earned, like he wants it. He's playing well enough to – do I want to give Roquan Smith 20 million dollars? No, but do I want to, will I pay him $20 million to keep him on the team because that's the going rate for an elite in, inside linebacker? Yeah, yeah. I won't lose any sleep over it, that's for sure. You know, I, it won't, uh, I'm not happy about it, but, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm happy to have him on the team, so that's what it's going to cost. So that's what we got to give him. That's what we got to give him, and he's earning that money right now. Um, 10 days removed from a hamstring injury that uh, Allen Robinson hasn't been able to recover from in a month uh, and whatnot. He, he injured his hamstring and left the game early uh, against Detroit, but he wasn't 100% today. He played anyway, had an awesome play in, I think, the, in the second quarter where uh, Kyler Murray, it was him and Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray, if, if Kyler Murray can turn the corner on Roquan, he gets the first down and extends a drive instead Roquan wasn't having that. Runs Kyler Murray out of bounds, ends the drive, makes Arizona punt for literally the first time uh, in the entire football game late in the second quarter. So, um, not to mention he had like you know, it double-digit tackles again, and 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 he was just everywhere uh, once again. Uh, so just number one, he he gets a bear up just for being able to play with the injured hamstring inside of ten days, and you want to be kind of cautious with those soft tissue injuries because those things can flare up and just get worse on you. He felt good enough to go, and he did. So bear up to him just for that alone, and then he played like a stud uh, throughout the game. And then finally, bear up to our most valuable bear this week, David Montgomery. Uh, 90 yards on 21 carries, probably would have been able to break the century mark if we hadn't gotten behind and had to basically abandon the run towards the end of the football game. He also had, um, I left my phone in the other room, so I don't have the statistics in front of me, but he he had over like 40, 50 yards receiving uh, as well. So, you know, and he scored a touchdown. Should have had two, but there was, uh, what was it? that? Oh, they said he was down. So he was literally like three inches from the goal line when his, when his knee touched. So he should have had two touchdowns, but we didn't give them, we didn't give him the ball. Andy Dalton tried to sneak one in, and then we threw it to Jimmy Graham. So I would just turn right around and hand him the damn football. He got us here, put him in the end zone. He deserved that second touchdown, but instead it's, it goes in Jimmy Graham's pocket, who had one catch for one yard and a touchdown uh, in the game. He caught a two-pointer later on, but that one doesn't go on the stat sheet. So, uh, yeah, it shouldn't be Demi Graham's touchdown. That should be David Montgomery's. But he ran the ball very, very well. I I would really wonder what the game would have looked like had we not been playing from behind literally the entire uh, football game Um, because that was one of the keys to the game for me was running the football. And David Montgomery came out and did just that. And he ran hard. You know, he ran like a beast. Today was catching balls out of the backfield, which is something else that I really wanted to see. I wanted him to be the focal point of the offense. With Alan Robinson out, with Cole Komet not playing up to snuff, Darnell Mooney can't catch a goddamn pass half the time. David Montgomery's the best that we have. And that was true even when everyone was playing their best. Montgomery's our best offensive player. And in a lot of ways, he's the best player that we have on the team. The offense should be running through him. Very much like the Saints run their offense through Alvin Kamara. Like the, um, you know, like Tennessee went through Derrick Henry. When those guys were healthy uh, and everything, the offense should be going through him. You know, we should be working our offense through him. We run the ball with him. We use him to set up play action to open things up in the passing game to Mooney and Robinson and all the rest of them. But, um, you know, and today was really like the, the first time we, you'd seen the Bears do that. And it was really great to see. And it was, it was productive today. So, Bear up to, to Monty, an outstanding game. Uh, the best player on the field, I think, across the board, even better than Murray and, and Hopkins on this day. I think he was the best player out there. So bear up to him. He's our most valuable bear for week number 13. So like I said, guys, it wasn't going to take long. That is going to do it for the Bear Up, Bear Down episode of the Bears Talk Underground for week number 13. Come on back Tomorrow. For the deep dive review will give you knee-jerk reactions and uh, everything else. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about this football game and kind of how weird it is when you kind of distance yourself from it uh, a little bit and, um, you know, put a bow on week 13 and get ready for that game. I know you're all looking forward to week 14, Sunday night football, Bears-Packers in Lambeau. Can't wait to see that nationally televised drubbing that we're most likely going to take. And the only chance that I give us is if we get everybody back. If Akeem Hicks is back, if Robinson is back, if Justin Fields is back, then I would give ourselves a chance because we're going to be able to put our best foot forward and, you know, try to do something about avenging the I own you thing from the first game. But if it's Andy Dalton again, not that Andy Dalton's playing bad. I mean, obviously those interceptions... I put three of them on Dalton. The first one, like, Lauren Cox, I love Lauren Cox. He's a great friend. He's an awesome podcaster. He knows his stuff. He is absolutely out of his mind by saying that Jakeem Grant should have caught the first interception. It was behind him. He had to reach back for it. That's on Dalton. That was a bad throw on Dalton. The Cole Komet one, that wasn't his fault. The ball getting tipped at the line of scrimmage, yeah. That's more on the quarterback than it is on anybody else. And then the fourth one, uh, you know, being intercepted uh, on the screen pass. With all those bodies in the area, he should have just thrown it away. I know hindsight and blah, blah, blah. No, he should have thrown it away. There was somebody right there with Montgomery, and the, the, the defensive lineman stepped right in front of it and ran it back to the 12-yard line or, and set up another touchdown uh, for him. Yeah, three of those four interceptions are absolutely on Andy Dalton. Never mind this, don't put the first, no, 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 no. That first one on for Jakeem Grant, that was definitely on Dalton. He threw it way behind him. We're actually lucky that Grant got a hand on it. You know, it actually, it probably would have even been better if, if Grant hadn't touched it. Because Grand uh, touched it and batted it up in the air so the finger come get it. Maybe if he, honestly, maybe if that's a play where he doesn't reach back for it, it just falls innocently to the ground and it's just a bad throw and it's third down. Or, we, or I think it was third down. Now we're just punting the ball away. No, instead it was batted up in the air, picked off by the defender, run back to the 28 a few plays later. Arizona's on the board. So, yeah. Lauren, he, if you're listening, bro, that first one's on Dalton. That absolutely is on Andy Dalton. We can, you know, and and the one that was second one, that's on Cole Komet. Absolutely. And we're in total agreement there. The other two we can argue about. We can go back and forth and debate. But that first one, it's no contest. Absolutely no contest. That was on Dalton. That was absolutely on Dalton. It wasn't catchable by any stretch of the imagination for Jakeem Grant. It just wasn't. Okay. The guy's a five foot seven wide receiver. He's probably got hands smaller than my niece's. There's no way he's bringing that in. No way especially with where it was placed and all. No, absolutely not. That's on Dalton. He made a bad throw on third down on a crossing route, which happens. But it's on Dalton. It's not on Grant. So anyway, you know, I don't really have any complaints about Andy Dalton. He had a bad game. That's going to happen. But um, I like our chances much more, much more against uh, Green Bay with Justin Fields than I do with Andy Dalton. You know, I really do. But uh, if Fields isn't playing, we're not winning, period. We're absolutely not winning uh, if Fields doesn't play. Fields plays, we have a shot. I don't know why I feel that way. I just do. So, and again, it's, I'm not really saying that something is against. It's just, it's a vibe thing. I'm feeling it more with Fields than I am with Dalton. Call me crazy. But anyway, come on back tomorrow for the deep dive review. And then later this week, text, text Evan Western will come back on the show at a preview Uh, week 14 (laughs) and uh, you know we had a much different perspective going into the first game where like hey the Bears have won two in a row you know the rookies kind of cooking right now things are looking interesting you guys are four and one but you're a couple of plays away from being two and three we could come in and steal this thing and yeah no I mean how how differently our seasons have uh, forked from one another from that very day so we'll talk about that And tons more later on this week. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a deep dive review. And until then, my name is Larry D. And this has been the Bears Talk Underground.